This is Theology for the Rest of Us with your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us coming at you from the great metropolis of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode 284. And this episode, I'm going to give some of my thoughts on how we ought to pray. Uh, This is inspired from an email I got from a regular listener that I actually addressed in episode 283. Uh, For those of you who listened to that, you already know this. Uh, For anyone who has not listened to that episode, um, basically, I got an email from a listener asking the question, um, how should we, we be praying? You know, asking the question whether or not we should be reciting specific prayers with specific words, uh, like the Lord's Prayer. Should we be uh, merely repeating that exact prayer verbatim from the scriptures in sort of a ritualistic manner? Um, or is it okay to just pray using you know, any words you choose to, to talk to someone as you would talk to a friend, uh, to, to hang out with God, to commune with the Lord as you would with another person. And, and basically I said, I think there is um, evidence in the scripture and that, that what we see when we're looking at the Lord's Prayer, specifically in Matthew chapter 6, and as well as some of the other examples of, in scripture, I think the Bible is not teaching us that we ought to repeat those exact words, uh, but I think what Jesus is doing in Matthew 6, and I think what some of the other uh, prayers we see in the scriptures, what they do for us, is really give us more an example for how we ought to pray, uh, not necessarily the exact words we ought to pray. I think the scripture is teaching us the attitude and the sentiment that we have to, we, we ought to have it going on in our heads and in our hearts as we come to the Lord in prayer. And specifically when it comes to the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, I think Jesus there is giving us a, a template or sort of a roadmap for the types of things we ought to be bringing to the Lord in prayer. So what I'd like to do in this episode is sort of just kind of go through the Lord's Prayer and sort of bullet point what what are the list of things, what are the the types of prayers the Lord is inviting us to to bring to Him? What are the types of things that God is instructing us uh, to include in our prayers? And before we get to that, quick reminder, we've got a great website, theologyfortherestofus.com. You can search all of the old archive episodes by subject, by topic. I would encourage you to check that out. It could be extremely useful. And then on the site, we also have lots of great resources, recommended books, blogs, things of that nature. So check that out. Again, theologyfortherestofus.com. All right, let's get to the topic at hand. Uh, We're just going to go through the Lord's Prayer kind of step by step here and kind of highlight some of the types of things I think Jesus is telling us to pray. I don't think this is an exhaustive list. Like, it's not like, well, if Jesus didn't mention it in Matthew 6, you should never pray for that. No, I don't think that's quite right. There are other examples of other things in the scriptures, uh, other types of, of, of prayer, other examples. I, I mentioned that quite a bit in, in episode 283. There are other types of things that other people pray for in scripture that I think could also be examples and models for us. So Matthew 6 should not be seen as an exhaustive list, but sort of as kind of the the, the primary roadmap that we ought to use to kind of help govern our attitude as we come to the Lord and give us some of these specific things that the Lord would want us to come to him with. So let's look at this. Matthew chapter 6, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread 
and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. These are great words from from our Lord Jesus. So the first thing he says is, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Another translation of the Bible says it this way, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. I think generally what Jesus is teaching us here is that we acknowledge God's holiness. God is in heaven. He is over all things. He transcends this universe. He is the creator of everything. He is perfectly sovereign. He is holy. He is righteous. He is just. He is good. And we want others to acknowledge that as well. That's basically the, the template Jesus is giving us here. That when we pray to the Lord, when we come to God in prayer, that one of the first things we ought to do is acknowledge who God is, to acknowledge his character, his attributes, to acknowledge that he is holy. That's the type of attitude we ought to be bringing to prayer. The next thing we ought to be praying for in our prayer lives on a regular basis comes from verse 10. Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What what a potent prayer. We want to be praying for the for the things that God wants to be done here on earth. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Basically, we want to bring heaven to earth. We want to pray for the things of heaven to infiltrate earth. We want to pray for this world to be completely influenced by the gospel and for everything in this world to come in line with gospel ideals, to be completely influenced and governed and informed and impacted by the truth and power of the gospel. We want the the name of Jesus to be proclaimed in every single place on planet Earth. We want the gospel to be propagated everywhere on planet Earth, to go into every country, to permeate every genre of every society. We want to make Jesus famous. And I want to pray for the things that I know will help make that happen. I want to pray for the salvation of politicians. I want to pray for missionaries to go all across the world. I want to be praying for the things that I know will bring heaven to earth. I want to be praying for the types of things that I know will bring radical changes to our planet. Now, right now, earth doesn't always reflect heaven. Lots of Lots of calamity and tragedy and sin, malice, and all kinds of bad decisions that run rampant in in so many levels around our world. We want to pray for those things to be changed. In heaven, people are not being murdered. So we want to pray for, for that to stop. In heaven, unborn babies are not being slaughtered in the womb. So we want to pray for that to stop. In heaven, minority groups are not being mistreated as they are in so many places here on planet Earth. In heaven, people who have special needs or are disabled are not rejected or treated as second-class citizens as they are in so many places on planet Earth. In heaven, there are no sex slaves as there are here so many by the millions on planet Earth. So we pray against those things and we pray for the propagation of the gospel. We pray for the gospel to spread and change people's hearts, to change people's minds, to change lives. That ought to be a big part of the things we pray for. The next type of thing we ought to be praying for, Jesus says in verse 11, give us today our daily bread. Basically, Jesus is telling us to ask for the things that we need. We know the things that we need to to help us survive. All of us need certain things to be able to survive, uh, right? Food, shelter, we need to pay bills, 
um, so frequently we need things in our lives just to be able to survive and flourish and to be able to do the things that God wants to do and to live this life uh, that we've been set out to live. And Jesus is basically here giving us permission to ask for things. It's okay to ask for things that you need. If there are genuine things in your life that you are in need of, go ahead and ask. Do not be afraid. He is inviting you to ask, and he promises he will respond favorably. He will meet your needs. I'm reminded of a great verse that's later in chapter 6, verse 26. Jesus is telling his audience about the birds of the air. Jesus says these words, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet our heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Jesus is reminding his audience that humans are more valuable than birds, and yet God is always looking out for the birds. How much more will he be looking out for you? If there are things in your life that you need, feel free to ask and know that God will indeed be looking out for you. He will intervene. He will provide for you. Quick side note, I think this can apply to more than just material needs. If there are things in your life, you need, if you think you need more wisdom to deal with the situation, there are some great examples uh, of this in Scripture, people asking for wisdom. Uh, Solomon in 1 Kings 3 comes to mind. Uh, the book of James tells us if anyone asks for wisdom, let them, or if anyone needs wisdom, let them ask God. Um, the James chapter 1 tells us that. So, there's there's great precedent for wisdom. Uh, if you need uh, t- types of grace in your life to be able to, to go through difficult situations well or suffer through things well, we see the Apostle Paul praying for those kinds of things. Uh, an example of that in 1 Corinthians. Right? There are lots of examples of things in the Scripture that people are praying for, not just the material needs. I want to encourage you, whatever it is you need, whether it be physical things, material things, or other things, feel free to ask. God loves you. He cares for you. He wants to help you. He wants to intervene. He will listen to you. He will respond to your prayer favorably. Next thing that I think we need to be praying for regularly is forgiveness. In verse 12, Jesus says this, and forgive us our debts. Another translation says, forgive us our trespasses. This is important. We ought to be asking God for forgiveness. It is extremely helpful to our own soul. It is healing. It is sanctifying for us to come to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. It actually reminds us of our of our limitations, of our inadequacies, and it ushers us into deeper intimacy with Christ. The second part of that exact verse, same verse says, as we have forgiven our debtors, we ought to be choosing to forgive others that have hurt us. In my prayers every day, I should be telling the Lord, Lord, I have forgiven so-and-so. And it's okay maybe sometimes to even, to, to even maybe by name, hey, this person hurt me, they hurt my feelings, they frustrated me, Lord, but I, I'm going to choose to forgive them. And maybe even pray a b- prayer of blessing for them. Side note, I have prayed for people in my life that have hurt me and frustrated me. People that I've, I've found myself having animosity towards or anger towards, when I start praying for them, when I start praying for blessings in their lives, Man, my heart completely changes towards them. I start liking them. I start wanting good for them. My anger subsides. My frustration subsides. It is remarkable. When you pray for someone, a supernatural thing happens in your head, in your heart. Your attitude toward that person supernaturally gets transformed. So I encourage you to do that. So In your prayers on a regular basis, you should be coming to the Lord, asking for forgiveness, 
being thankful for his forgiveness and acknowledging your willingness to forgive others and asking the Lord for the grace and the power and the ability to forgive those maybe you're struggling to forgive. And he knows if you're angry with someone, so you might as well just go ahead and tell them. God is, is strong enough to, to handle your, your anger, okay? Take it to him and just say, listen, God, I'm, I've been ticked off at this person, man. I, I've been struggling to forgive. Will you help me? Help me to forgive this person. Pray that prayer. And then pray Pray for those people. Pray for good things to happen to them. Pray for blessings on their life. If they're not Christians, pray for their salvation, for God to transform their souls and to, to woo them unto himself. Pray those sorts of things. It is powerful and transformative. And then the last thing Jesus mentions in the Lord's Prayer, he says, pray this prayer, to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Another translation says it this way. The New Living says, to pray for the Lord to help us not to yield to temptation is the word he used there, but to rescue us from the evil one. Basically, Jesus is telling us to pray for God's grace in our lives, God's power in our life, so that we would not sin. God, help me not to go into this temptation. Lord, help me not to be a person of anger. Help me not to respond in, in, in an emotionally unhealthy way. Help me not to have malice in my heart. Lord, help me not to, uh, to, to be sexually impure. Help me not to be a jerk. Lord, help me not to be lazy. Help me not to be apathetic. Help me not to be flippant. Like praying the things that you know you struggle with in your life. Pray those kind of things. God, help me not to be that way. God, transform me. God, sanctify me. Help me not to yield to the temptations that come my way. Help me to choose to be righteous. Help me by your power to choose to say no to sin and deliver me from the evil one. Protect me from him. Rescue me from the plans the enemy has for my life. He wants to kill, to steal, and destroy. Lord, I know that you have plans to give me life and life more abundantly. That's your word. John 10.10 says that. I believe it. Help me, Lord, to live that out. Protect me from the evil one. Help me to live the way you would want me to live. That's the type of prayer we ought to be praying. Let me close this episode by just reading the Lord's Prayer one more time all the way through. I just think it's such a powerful passage of Scripture that can be extremely helpful to us. Again, it's, it's not designed to be a prayer that we recite verbatim over and over again in some ritualistic, overly dogmatic fashion. No, it's designed to be the thing that, that gives us the roadmap or the template for how we come to the Lord in prayer. He says this, This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope it is helpful and insightful. Hope that it encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you to pray. I believe prayer is powerful. Thanks again for listening. If you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on the show, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email or find me on Twitter. My email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. And my Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.